Hello, and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me today is a full house. We've got Nathan Halley. Hello. Our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Good morning, everybody. Back from South Carolina, Patrick Stark. Good evening, everybody. And back from Europe, we've got Drew. And bingo was his name, Ophel. We have a lot to talk about. We have the LA Galaxy game. We have a Nashville game coming up. Some unfortunate news about Leuven. I don't know where we want to start. Let's talk about the Galaxy game. A 1-1 draw on a Sunday afternoon. Who has thoughts on the game? I have some thoughts. Patrick, hit us. I watched the game. I was there. It was wonderful. I left the game and almost immediately watched it again. I tell you what, I know it was a draw against the worst team in our league at the time, and it's definitely a game that we should have won when you look at it. Just watch it. We should have won. Statistically, definitely should have won, and we didn't. But I feel like fundamentally, this is one of our best games all season. I think the XG, I know it's a mystery. Your current hot take is a very XG take, I think. Your argument is we win this game most of the time. If you replay it, we got a few unlucky breaks. Uh, Yeah, right. So this is the game where us outperforming our XG regressed to the mean. But the game itself was a great game. One mistake made it a tie. Well, one mistake allowed them to score. Multiple mistakes kept this from being a blowout, but they weren't big mistakes. We had a lot of good opportunities, and I thought overall the team looked as good as they've looked all season. That is maybe a hot take. Nathan Halley. So I only saw the first half because my daughter had a dance recital. Zero XG from the dancers at the recital, by the way. Uh, New sponsor, Dimensions Dance Center. Not a sponsor. No, in fact, I sponsor them, it feels like. Um, So I only saw the first half. It felt like um, LA was going down a lot easy, which I think has been kind of set all over the place. This was my takeaway, though. Do we think back in 1996 when this team was created that they were named the Galaxy because LA is in the middle of the word galaxy? Had not considered it. Never occurred to me. You know, I think it's where all the stars live. Oh, I think you're right, Patrick. I think you are right. So I have a very Drew take on this in that I don't care what the advanced statistics say. We lost. We did not lose. Okay, we tied, but it feels like a loss because a home game in the MLS against the worst team, it feels like we dropped two points. And so who cares that 80% of those times that you play that game in some random universe where you can do that doesn't matter. Because we drew. In some random universe made up of galaxies. In in 99% of those universes, Nerwinski just kicks the ball away and we win. You know? It was a weird situation he found himself in. He should have obviously just, just kicked it away. Yes, of course. But Leuven, has he passed backwards the entire season? <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs> I think that kind of stuff is how the game is played now. It's a legacy of the tiki taka mindset and that people are, it's not okay to just lump balls forward, play dirty long ball, which I love, or smash the ball out of the, into row Z as Berkey did when he cleared it into the upper deck. It's like you're, you're never, you're not supposed to lose possession and you're supposed to 
do little passes to retain it. And I don't think that's the way we play. I don't think Leuven plays like that in the context of the team. I think it was actually a fine pass, but Nervinsky had to had to just boot it. Had a brain fart. You can it's only a second, but you can kind of tell like what was going through his mind. Like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then like then it happened. Uh, by the way, not to pick on the guy because he had a good game, I think, and maybe a minute before I also watched the replay a minute before he had a clearance uh, away that there wasn't a lot of pressure on him, but that Berkey was out, was not in position for anything and it was up to him. So I think he, he played okay. Uh, He just had just made a big mistake and it cost us. Yeah. You know, he makes a mistake. It happens. We had some big missed chances. Stroud in front of the goal, I believe, We've previously commented he kind of has that like little pirouette move that he does. He was doing his his Nina pretty ballerina move. Yeah, it's turns out it's not effective though. I believe you had some statistics on. Yeah, I've got the, the fotmob.com. New sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh, tracks a metric for big chances missed. And, and we had three. And is that just a counting statistic? Yes. That's not much of a statistic. <laughs> Anyone can do that. <laughs> we need to come up with a statistic. What's interesting is we also had three big chances, which means the goal came on a small chance. It was because it was a great finish by Nico. Let's talk about that goal. Chris, what did you think? That was beautiful. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the guy because it was amazing. No, please take away from the guy. Sounds like there's a butt coming. But did he conceive of that being the outcome, uh, desired outcome in the sort of the, the leap that he did before that? Was that what was in his mind? It absolutely was. You've been around strikers, Chris. That was a instinctive finish. I don't think so. <laughs> I loved it. I don't think it, there was any instinct or pre-thought involved whatsoever. I thought it was beautiful seeing Nico get... A moment of brilliance. It was great. He needed that. This brings up a whole other thing, though, about the nature of consciousness. That's for a different podcast, I think, unless we want to change focus. Because, like, does anyone think through what they're doing? Or are we all just reacting very quickly to what the chemicals in our brain caused our body to do? Well, Indiana Vasilev... His chemicals had him not passing to Nico on that breakaway when Nico could have tapped it in. I think that's maybe goes down as the biggest missed chance of the game. You say that, but he also he he had a good look. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not too upset with him. Gary had a good game. Nico had only one chance, which he scored on. Uh, and on the breakaway, he he probably made the wrong decision, but it wasn't a bad decision. He could have scored. And then I think it was in the first half, he also had a shot that was just kind of blazed over uh, pretty centrally. So there were good chances, as we know from that amazing statistic from our, our new non-sponsor. All right. Well, it it was obviously disappointing to come out of that with just one point. I'm not sure if we have any other thoughts about the game. I had one last thing about Nerwitzki, who I I liked a lot of what I... I, I know he had the, the miscue that... He's basically getting blamed for the goal, which I'm not entirely sure I completely agree with. But he, I mean, there were times he was 
at the other end line. Like I liked it. I, he was, there was a lot of mobility in our, in our formation, which I think has been something we've been working towards there and people were falling back to cover. It's just, I think we had started kind of a counterattack and got caught out on that, on that one goal. So removing a little bit of the sting from our draw is the fact that the rest of our division had some unexpected results. Drew. Yeah. Seattle has been dropping a lot of points. We have one more point than them. We're in first place and we have two more, two games in hand. Play, we've played two games fewer than they have. LAFC lost 4-0 to Houston. The reverse of that is tonight. I'll probably wa- try to watch that. That's at LA, so maybe that'll have a different outcome. I think being at home is a big advantage. There's a lot of inconsistency in the league. We did drop points to the Galaxy, who are now second to last. That's very disappointing. The result is 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 a shame. But I'll point out that I don't know whether we can say they're the worst, that they're definitively worse. Costa, Douglas Costa, who has, by the way, played in the World Cup for Brazil and has played for Juventus and Bayern Munich in the Champions League, has, a, has had an objectively better career than anyone on our team, gets paid. I've been having a lot of fun with the MLS player salaries. He gets paid $4.5 million for the season, which is more than in our entire back five, including Berkey, our highest paid player, makes just over $3 million. And then I, I don't know that I'm okay saying we, are, we are, are favored over them beyond the fact that it was at home because who knows who's, who's a better team. They certainly have some stars that we don't have. We're an overachieving team. They're an underachieving team. And I think I'd I'd rather be in our position. I would rather be top of the table than bottom of the table. I agree. All right. Put LA behind us. We got one point. Should have been three. Onward we go. Bad news today out of the training camp per Tom Timmerman. Leuven has an injury and it's his quad. This is the same injury that Klaus got two months ago. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, this doesn't bode well. Especially since I uh, basically planned my entire weekend around a trip to Nashville to see a highly suspect team play, it seems, potentially. Compromised team. Compromised. That's the word I was looking for. No Leuven, no Klaus, no Blom. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Four-fifths of this pod will be at the game. Nashville road trip. We are going to be there. I think if you take away the three best players on your team, it makes it a lot harder to win. Berkey's got to be got to be on there. Oh, sorry. Your three best non-goalkeepers. Okay. Yeah. What do we think happens to the lineup? Chris, do you have a proposed lineup for us when we're down Blom, Klaus, and Leuven? Well, let's just drop them in, slot them in uh, position by position. I think that the logical and probably only replacement for Blom based on previous lineups is the the young man Miggy Paris to go into the holding mid, the defensive midfield role. I don't know if he is ready for the challenge that uh, Hani Mukhtar is going to present to him uh, who sort of plays as sort of a 9-10 uh, hybrid 
drops deep sometimes and facilitates. It's going to be a tough game for him if he gets in the starting lineup. So uh, I hope the best, but I fear the worst. I believe he's playing tonight, right, for City 2? Oh, well, that's... If that's the case, then forget everything I just said. Maybe it's maybe, uh, unfortunately, you have to drop uh, Indy back into that defensive role, which I know he personally doesn't care for as much as the the more free reign he gets uh, when Bloom is there. Okay, I was wrong. Perez is on the bench for that game. Okay. Whew. Pedro is starting. Interestingly enough, I think Ostrock comes in for for Leuven, right? You don't think Alm drops drops in there for Leuven? No, he's a winger. I just don't fundamentally, and I know I'm wrong about this. I just don't see how like Alm playing on the wing versus playing in the middle of field. Like they're just soccer players. They know how to kick a ball. You know, you can do one, you can do the other. That's that's my hot take for the day. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Exactly. You remember that one goal? I, I think it was Indy who finished it, maybe? And it was like a deep pass to Alm, and he was in a very central position. I can't remember the game, but he just like one touched it with the outside of his foot into the path of the runner. Yeah, the, the prettiest the, the prettiest touch of the season. So maybe more of that. Maybe that's maybe that's him playing central attacking midfield there. Helen voiced in from the other room that she thinks Leuven's free kick goal. Uh, challenges for best touch of the season. I'm going to stick with Alms pass. Well, I can't I see this. This is a window into your subconscious because you've totally forgotten about Joachini's highly intentional goal, which if intentional was obviously the best touch of the season. Uh, hard to say. This is a good problem to have. There have been a lot of goals. That is true. So you think Perez, Ostrak, Indy? Or Perez, Indy, Ostrak. So I think it's Nico up front. We're going to do this the other way. Nico up front. And I think you got him like a Stroud situation. Like So like one, two, so Stroud, and then um, Alm. Then maybe a Perez, Ostrak, Gary, three. You could even drop Perez back to another one. And then your standard back four. By standard back four, are you putting Hebert in as left back at this point? Probably, because that's what he seems to keep doing. Is Nilsson going to be in, in shape? I don't. I think he's still like a month away. But it was there was some nice footage of him in sort of full contact training the other day. I don't know if you guys saw that. Looks like he's really almost there. Yeah, that's that's good to see, especially I think as the season wears on. As we are seeing, having depth is good. I think we've talked about this before, but we are now, like, I think we're halfway through the season. We are, we are really running into the depth problems that come from trying to create an entire team from scratch. Also, just a bit of bad luck losing Leuven and Klaus. Yeah, it does not bode well for us. Um, any other thoughts on on the lineup we see with those newly introduced holes? I think we mentioned Blom representing his nation of South Africa this week. I don't think we did mention that. We should congratulate him. That's that's great. Congratulations to the Stapa. But it does mean we're playing without the Stapa. I think that's why we said he's not going to be there in addition to the two guys who are injured. But, yeah, happy for him. 
Oh, can I? I do have a question. As long as we're talking about Nashville, we are road tripping. Uh, Patrick, Phil, Nate, and I will be there. And I have a question for you guys. Is it acceptable for me to wear my jersey with an undershirt every single day of the weekend? Or is that only for game day? I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can I, can I do that? Conceptually, I'm fine with it. It's going to be very hot in the weekend. I don't know about you. I get a little bit sweaty in the, especially the Nashville heat, I would assume. Yeah, we got the Halley sweats. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I'm thinking of undershirt, light undershirt, though. And the other complicating factor is what if I get hot chicken all over it? That is just disaster. So I'd like to take a minute to talk about hot chicken. <laughs> I, I love a good hot chicken, but I was thinking about this. Do I want to load up on hot chicken before being stuck in a car for five and a half hours the next day. There might be more problems than the Halley sweats if you do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't decided what the hot chicken situation will be. And for the jersey thing, so I can talk to this a lot. We could spend a lot of time. So I wear these long sleeve undershirts every day to hide my arm tattoos that I've paid like $5,000 for. Those are expensive undershirts. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't want people at work to know, but they all know. And I also hide it from mom and dad. They also know, but it feels like I'm doing them a sign of respect. I get freaking hot every day. It's miserable. So I was thinking about this in terms of Nashville, what I'm going to do. Probably I would say Jersey for the game, other city apparel for the rest of the trip. That's my plan anyway. Uh, Patrick, on the way out of town, can we stop somewhere and get some city shirts? Maybe I should do that tomorrow before we leave. We can do that. Yeah. I only have cold weather merchandise like an idiot from the beginning of the season. I did just buy another polo because there was a sale yesterday on MLSstore.com. There were a bunch of shirts that were half off. Not a sponsor. No, but if they want to send us some free merch, we'll take it. No, they're, all their sponsorship money is going to Messi. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's going to be a lean year for the rest of us. Drew, we can do that. I'm also excited in hopes of there being a uh, a half and half scarf at the Nashville Stadium. We'll see. You love the half and half scarf. Oh, you'd give money to Nashville. For a situational road trip scarf? Yeah, I probably would. I think you're going to look great in the half pink, half neon yellow scarf. <laughs> One can only dream. So it's obviously a little difficult to compare across divisions, but Nashville does have, we have a game in hand. They have three more points than us. The East is widely regarded as a stronger division. Nashville is behind Cincinnati, but they're second in their division. I think, I think Nashville is widely regarded as one of like the top two or three teams in the league. Yeah. Hanny Mukhtar, Chris, you previously mentioned him, MVP of the league last year. Couldn't do it again danger man he did get he did get a fine for simulation embellishment recently which I, I love to see something this pod tracks very closely but i don't think they're doing it at the attacking end of the pitch i don't think their their success is uh, even uh, well i don't think it's mostly due to their attack and honey mukhtar scored what 16 goals so far this season or something 10, 10 goals, six assists, 16 goal contributions, I think I should have said. But they're a defensive force, really. This does call for some stats. 
Let's hear them. How how strong is their defense, Chris? They have the least goals allowed in MLS. Um, their keeper, uh, Joe Willis, I think is his name. Just a hell of a mustache. I mean, can we can we acknowledge that? I think it's got some power to it because he has the lowest post shot XG of any starting keeper in the league, even better than our man Berkey. So once shots get off, he is making sure they don't go in at a very impressive rate. Phil, I just did a Google image search after you said that. Not a fan of the mustache. Yeah, I'm. I did the exact same thing. I'm with Drew on this one. That's a terrible mustache. From open play, they are in the top third of the league uh, for shots allowed, which means they they allow a f- like a I don't know pretty high volume of shots, but the XG from those shots is third lowest total and uh, by far the lowest on a per shot basis. So they allow a fair amount of shots, but they're not good shots. So I don't know if that uh, I don't really know where that's coming from. That's right where we like it. I mean, we're good at giving out not good shots. No, this is them allowing it. We're we're good at taking not good shots. Yeah, exactly. Them, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. Okay. We're saying we're saying the same thing here. Those prepositions, man. They have the second lowest total XG in the league. So defensive force, I guess. Luckily, uh, we're gonna we're gonna slice through them with Nico, Stroud, and Alm. I guess. Well, we're going to support those guys, even if we have some reservations. Oh, yeah. I mean, we will be there supporting them. It's just not clear that the the backup midfield is going to be able to support them as well as you would you would have if you had Leuven and Blom. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. I know we're not to predictions yet. It's not going to be a good situation. We're going to be sweating balls watching our team get destroyed. We just have to hope for the reverse of the Galaxy game where we, we get a little bit of luck on our side. And then just terrible passing, hot chicken diarrhea. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, passing gas in Phil's van. I've, <laughs> doing a little bit of internet research, people recommend the empanadas at Geodis Stadium in Nashville. I thought we were going to get dinner beforehand. We'll see. Whoever says no to an empanada. Are they hot chicken empanadas? I had the empanadas at uh, City Park recently finally quite good cool uh i did watch the uh, i think it's i watched the second half of nashville uh, toronto i of course learned a lot more about toronto than nashville which was pointless because they're in the eastern conference they're not good they're another extremely underachieving team with way with very uh famous players from europe but anyway nashville uh, who had gone down a, a goal in the first half and I hadn't seen that, looked great in the second half, and had the Toronto goal led a charmed life, and then finally there was a shot that was actually kind of tame, and the Toronto goalkeeper, who is on this uh, men's national team, I think he's still the back- backup because Matt Turner's going to be number one, uh, basically flapped and it went right through him, and then it was e- an equalizer and they drew the game 1-1. But yeah, Nashville look, looks okay to me. Also, I believe, just want to remind everyone, this pod is on record as believing Toronto should not have a soccer team. Nope. Again, not on the record. <laughs> Players to look out for on Nashville. We've talked about Hanny Mukhtar, MVP of last year. Uh, Fafa Pico, I think it's their other forward. Joe Willis has a mustache. Opinions are mixed. 
in goal. Well, so we're we're struggling with depth here a little bit as we lose some of our best players. Summer transfer window is coming up. There have been some rumors about the internets. What do we expect? We have another three games before the window even opens. Anyone we are specifically looking at in the transfer window? I am hoping to bring in Christian Pulisic. Don't think it's going to happen. Kylian Mbappe is available? He is. Yeah. Um, yeah. PSG has said (laughs) that he is available. I think he could really... He could really make a difference. St. Louis has some French heritage. Yes. And he could, you know, pick up a rivalry with his recently separated from former teammate. I mean, I don't think St. Louis City is ever going to face Messi. So not the team you would choose if you wanted that. But I think if we had Mbappe and Miami had Messi, there's a non-zero chance we meet in the final. I am a big Kylian Mbappe fan. We'll we'll get that message to Lutz. We'll we'll let Lutz know that Mbappe is available in case he okay. hadn't he hadn't heard. There was a rumor on Twitter. We're going we're going deep here. There was a rumor on Twitter about a Lechia Gdansk. That's a Polish team, I believe. A winger named Conrado. He's Brazilian. There's a rumor that we would be potentially looking at him. Yes, I believe he's 26 year old left wing player has played some left back and some more attacking minded left wing difficult to find too much beyond that though yep it seems that some sources are saying an offer was made but other sources are saying there wasn't an offer made but then again other sources are saying look at this guy so we'll continue to look at this guy until there's something definitive but what would that mean if we're bringing in I, I, I guess at that price point, you're bringing in a starter. Uh, it's like the 500,000, 600,000 pound range or euro. Maybe he's sure. good. I don't understand why we're going after that position. But maybe it's like the long play and you're just building a team with players that you can find that are good and fit your system without specifically looking at a need you need currently. I have a lot of faith in Lutz's ability to suss out bargains. And he does seem to target a lot of players in this age range in their you know, early to mid-20s. However he does it is amazing that this guy plays in the Portuguese league. We have a guy who is playing in the South African league. Like the, It's basically totally worldwide, the St. Louis City scouting. If we get him, I don't know. It's my understanding that he spends a lot of time watching soccer games on the internet. But like professionally. Watching a league game in Poland of a team I've never even heard of before. I mean, I've heard of the city of Gdansk. That's about as, as close to Conrado as I get. Mm, that puts you puts you one up on us. This is why we're making a, a podcast with eight listeners and Lutz is being scouted by the biggest leagues in the world. Now, if you listen to a larger podcast, uh, Tom Timmerman, he, Tim Timmerman. Tim Timmerman. Uh, uh, Lutz, in his interview with Tom Timmerman, said that he basically does all his own scouting too. I don't even know if City has a scouting department. So Oh my god. Who knows? Has he slept this year? Can anyone confirm <laughs> seeing Lutz close his eyes? Well he does a lot of commentary for the Bundesliga. He does all his own stunts. <laughs> he writes all his own jokes. Rescues all his own birds. I don't even know how he makes it to and from Germany to do that commentating. It is impressive. Patrick, you have some reviews of the 
Steve Martin, Martin Short Show? You know, it was delightful. It's it's uh, pretty much what you hoped it would be. Similar to their Netflix special, if you've seen that, in terms of format. They had some new digs on each other. The Steve Canyon Rangers came out. No arrow. Th- well, they showed the arrow through the head. He did not have the arrow through the head. There was a screen where they projected uh, highlights of their careers in photographic and videographic form. And some uh, some dad joke style thought bubbles behind them as well as they were as they were going. Martin Short is a very spry man, and he is still not afraid to wear a skin tight bodysuit on stage. So I recommend it if you get a chance. It was a fun time. It's just it was just fun to see him. But uh, as you said, Phil, the Fox Theater is bigger than I remembered. So too big. I was quite far too away. Big. All right, we need to get packing for this road trip to Nashville. We will be in the stadium. We will be holding down the St. Louis supporters. We're probably going to have a decent contingent of St. Louis supporters, right? Also, I'm bringing the microphone, my microphone, so we can do a post-game pod. We might all just be gathered around my microphone. That sounds awesome. There were there were a lot of STL fans at the Colorado game I went to earlier in the season, so I expect there to be plenty in Nashville, too. It sounds like we're wrapping up. One quick comment. I just want to shout out the team. Uh, well, shout out the singer also of Lift Every Voice and Sing, which was done at the ballpark. Excuse me. Done at the stadium. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a hymn to honor the holiday of Juneteenth, which is coming up here in a couple of days. So respect to the team. That's, uh, I, that's, I like that kind of thing. I'm glad that they did it. All right, we need to do score predictions. Geodis Park, the largest soccer-specific stadium in the U.S. and Canada, 30,000 capacity. So we might have to be extra loud in the stadium for it to for it to count. 4 nothing, Nashville. Get out of here. Chris Hoff. Uh, 2-1, City. Drew. I think it's going to be a tough one, and when I am worried about the team, as I will be if, if Messi plays against us i'm just going to really temper my prediction i'm going to go with chris 2-1 city i think this is going to be a defensive standoff with a late goal from our boys in red 1-0 city Ooh, i would have gone 2-1 it's already been double claimed so unfortunately i think that means i'm going to go 1-1 i think i'd be happy to get out of here with a point Louvin' out. We wish our team the best. Wow, if we could get a point out of this, that would go a long way to eliminating any disappointment about this past game. You have a mixed record against Eastern Conference. Hopefully a quick recovery for Leuven. Hopefully Klaus is trending well. We haven't heard anything about Klaus, have we? Is he going to be out for the season? Well, they shut him down because he has he had water on the quad. Excuse me? Fluid? Fluid on the quad? He had fluid on the quad. The... Sounds like something I did in college. Yes, like your, your classes have been canceled because there's water on the quad. All right. Well, I will see you guys in Nashville. Go city. Uh, see you, Phil. See you there. Or like in your van on the way there also. <laughs>